The FCS College Football Experience Week Three Reaction Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the promo code SGP. New customers can score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when they bet just five dollars on football, college, or pro. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save twenty dollars. Once again, download the Game Time app. Use that promo code CFBX for twenty dollars off. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, play Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to twenty times the amount of money you enter in in one game. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Hey, everybody, Joe Theismann here. You're listening to SGPN. So do this, let it ride. Excited! This has been, this has been a very, very interesting week. Week week two was loaded, and there was some just absolutely batshit crazy games that I'm excited to talk about and look ahead at the you know the week uh, four slate, which I think is pretty fantastic as well. But you're probably wondering who the hell you're listening to, and that's fair. My name is Kobe Swigger, database dad, aka Pick. Dundee, that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price. But no one touches Dundee. I mean, the amount of games that came down to the final drive. It was a fantastic week. FCS football thriving in my opinion. And I would say the heartbeat of college football in general. Let's go. Let's talk about it. I am joined by my co-host. They call this guy, the Gulf coast guru. He's down there catching sun rays, picking winners. And he knows his FCS college football. Give it up for Mike Rose, AKA Gulf coast guru. How you doing brother? What is up, dude? Hey, we had a week where Presbyterian and Wagner won in the same week. What do you think about that? Oh, that gotta be oh. the first time that's happened in years. I mean, we had a week where <laughs> P- Portland State dropped what eighty some points. <laughs> ninety one. I mean, yeah, ninety. I'm sorry, it was eighty when the Oregon game against them. But yeah, ninety. Woo! And shout out to the chat as they're already rolling rolling along, saying Happy Monday and what a beautiful week of FCS football. Um. 
man, dude, this was a fantastic week in my opinion of uh, of big time FCS games. I look if I look at that week, uh, I look at that week four slate too, and I'm pretty fucking excited. Um, looking back at week three, obviously the Thursday game, Bethune Cookman um, did not. Or I'm sorry, did cover against Miami. A critical fumble going into the end zone for Miami. If you bet this game, fucking hilarious. Uh, and then we had a game moved up because of a hurricane that never even happened. Uh, Rhode Island and Maine, which happened on Friday, and the Rams of Rhode Island. They continue to. The weekday games were those two. Uh, we have two weekday games this week as well, but. Uh, I'm curious your take on Rhode Island, man. You look at Rhode Island and Georgia state's undefeated, by the way, they beat Charlotte, they beat uh, Yukon and kind of whoop both their asses. So it makes me think Maine is like, maybe should be the fate. I know everyone's talking Wayne and Mary to be the favorite in the CAA. Some people say in new Hampshire after that close loss against central Michigan, I think Rhode Island should be in the mix, man. I think Rhode Island's pretty damn good. No, Villanova's looking good too. But I mean, what what do you make of this Rhode Island Ram team, man? Yeah, man. Well, I, f- I forget where you had them. I, I know you had them up there. I had them second in the CAA. I think I had them actually. second too. I think I had them second. As I think I could maybe third. I, I think it could have been third as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean they're they're living up to it, man. Uh, Kasim Hill looks good. They got a run game going too now. So oh, uh, and, and yeah. the, the one receiver Summers. Summers. Uh, uh, Katero Summers lighten it up. He had mm-hmm. he had uh what was it in, in in the game on Friday six for one thirty and two touchdowns. Whoo! Get him the ball. <laughs> Get him uh, rock. Yes, uh, huge huge win there. And then uh, I mean I'm gonna go game by game, but the biggest takeaways to me on Saturday, uh, well, sorry, my uh, computer wire unhooked for a second, but. Uh, my uh, biggest takeaway from Saturday is I made a mistake fading North Dakota State in that in that dome in that filthy dome that roller rink because they rolled our Central Arkansas squad. My apologies. I thought I thought we were going to cover. We didn't even cover that, right? Uh, no, we got, we got the cover on that. We we lucked out in the fourth quarter. We got a that's right. Up. That's right. See, yeah. I, dude, I had it on the TV. I had it on the TV, but it was so. It was so much of a blowout that I moved mm-hmm. it over to the uh I moved it over to the other games that were on at the time. Um Idaho opened up with a 17 nothing lead on Cal. Had that on one of the TVs. I was saying, oh shit. <laughs> but Cal scores 31 unanswered and beats the Idaho Vandals. Uh that's one thing that stands out to me is the big sky making statements left and right, whether it's Weber winning at Northern Iowa. Whether it's uh, Idaho beating the piss out of Nevada and then watching Nevada go toe to toe with with Kansas somewhat, uh, and then you have Sacramento State, Sac State beats Stanford in Palo Alto. Um, I mean that's a huge, huge fucking win for Sac State, thirty to twenty three. I mean, I you we kind of thought. I feel like last season after you know Scadaboo, they're they're run, starting running back transfers to Arizona State. Uh, Asher O'Hara is gone at the quarterback spot. Um, they lose their best defensive player. 
they look, you know, to the portal, their head coach, obviously heads out to Stanford. You kind of thought Sac state was going to, was going to struggle. I mean, I thought they'd still have a winning season, but I thought I was expecting regression after watching the first few weeks. I mean, they're a player in this, they're a player in this mix, man. Like the, I have, I'm fascinated by their continued, you know, development as a program. And I think this is a program that eventually, you know, I hate to say it for the FCS fans out there. They scream FBS to me with the way I mean, they beat the piss out of Colorado state last year, mm-hmm. uh, another FBS. So they've, they've just racked up wins. Uh, watch out for the Hornets. What would you make of uh, this game? And in, in general, the, so the big sky, you also had the Ferris state game and I'm going to go game by game in a second. But my point is, is that Montana survived the scare against fair state. Shout out to Montana for putting that game on the schedule. It was fantastic, but you have Montana, Montana state, Weaver state, Sac state, Eastern Washington's looking good. Idaho's good. This conference should be in the FB like based on the level of play. I feel like they should be in the FBS because they're very fucking good. Uh, what do you make? What do you make of the big sky? Do you have a, do you have a team that you think is still, you think Montana state's still the team to beat her. I kind of think they're going to get tested a lot more than I thought say preseason. Yeah, I, I definitely do too. I kind of had them. I, I believe I had them uh, run every game except for the, uh, the beef bowl against South Dakota state. But um, another team, I mean, one that I think is is a little under the radar at the moment, but I think they're going to be a big problem is uh, Dan Hawkins and, and UC Davis. I, how did I not even mention them? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're looking real, real good. Uh, tough on both sides of the ball, mostly defense from from week to week. But I mean, the offense is clicking a little bit too. So yeah, a great conference, man. Uh, with the the Pac-12 fading away and then going away, I mean, Big Sky football. That's, Shit, uh, that's football what I'm saying. After dark, baby. Let's get, go. <laughs> I, if I'm the conference commissioner, say, hey, we need to get Oregon State, Washington State, maybe uh, you know, steal a couple other schools, and boom. Uh, I know, I know, uh, GBO was talking about that, but. Uh, uh, shout out to uh, shout out to the chat. Everyone's rocking along. Um, look, we're gonna go game by game on this, but I was taken back. Those are some of the biggest takeaways. Uh, there was another one that I'm 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 gonna flex in a little bit here, but uh, just some really good football games. Uh, we're gonna talk about it all. But before we do that, want to tell you that the FCS College Football Experience is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Yes, we are back with another week of football. DraftKings Sportsbook is uh, keeping us in on the college football and NFL action with great offers every single day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 uh, instantly in bonus bets. Uh, so throw five down on any, uh, any of this week's, you know, big time matchups and walk away an instant run, uh, an instant winner, regardless of the outcome. Uh, and look, DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. That's fantastic. I could talk about, you know, back to the FBS slate. We already have a line on Georgia State catching seven in Conway, South Carolina on Thursday. It's the Thursday night game. I like the Panthers to cover the seven. Uh, if it, it, and I even like a sprinkle on the money line, mainly because the road team wins every one of those matchups. I think they're in their fifth or sixth season or f- of playing each other, and the home team's never won. So let's ride with the Panthers. Don't buck that trend. Uh, football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now. Sign up with the promo code SGP. New customers can bet just five dollars uh, and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. With the promo code SGP, 
The crown is yours. Gambling problem call 100 gambler. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. Responsible gambling resources. Uh, bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Yes, buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be that stressful. I'm going up to Laramie this week to catch Appalachian State, Wyoming. But I was smart. I pulled out the Game Time app and boom, I used that thing. All right, because Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for really anything sports, music, comedy, and theater that is all near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll be having at the very event. Uh, and, f- you know, Game Time guarantee that they offer is pretty fantastic. You'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Once again, create that account, CFBX for $20 off. Uh, download the Game Time app. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we are back on the FCS college football experience. And as we touched on Bethune Cookman, Miami, and Rhode Island, Maine, as uh, I, I, Maine's got to get that program back going. Maine should be really fucking good. All right. I look at Montana and Mon, you know, and the, the Dakotas the flagship school of the state should be rolling along. Shout out to Rhode Island, getting it together too. But uh, let's open things up with a bang because your boy Dundee locked up the crusaders of Holy cross and Matthew Sluka, my boys who I want to win an FCS natty this year. They should have beat Boston College, and Boston College should have beat Florida State. So does that make Holy Cross better than Florida State? Who knows? <laughs> uh, Holy Cross gets it done, forty-nine to twenty-four, at the Yale Bowl. And man, the dive into the stats on Matthew Saluka. Matthew Saluka, twenty-three of thirty, two seventy-five, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, nine point two yards of completion. But then he doesn't stop there. 98 yards on the ground and two other touchdowns. Whoo. <laughs> just give him, just give him the Heisman already. Jalen Coker also the big game with the wide receiver spot. But uh, did I say Heisman? You know what I mean? The Jerry Rice award or the Wal- well, no Walter Payton award. That's what it is. Um, what, what'd you make of, uh, of that outcome, man? Because Yale's Yale's supposed to be legit. They were not against the crusaders. I'll tell you what, man, it's one of those situations, you know, I'm, I know we're talking FCS, but I had a lot of people asking me about uh, Florida state and Boston college. And I kept telling them I'll take them BC bad spot for Florida state. And there's something I always wonder is if some idiot like me can look at a, a, a game and know that it's a bad spot for your team. Why can't coach Norvell get his team hyped for that Boston college game? It's a sleepy environment. I know we got Clemson on deck, blah, blah, blah. Let's go shout out to Holy cross, getting it done. This was a tricky spot coming off a heartbreaking loss from Boston college. This game could have went a different way. Yale had all their off season, two extra weeks to prepare. So uh, shout out to them, man. They looked great. They got it done. Uh, I, I picked them as well. Didn't lock them because of the spot, but I love to see a team get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I just think they, they are one of the five best teams in the FCS. Mm-hmm. All right. If I like, I don't care how you, how you shake it out. I'm putting them there. Um, Central Connecticut State and Kent State. Central, sorry, Blue Devils, you did not get it done, and uh, believe it or not, you didn't even cover. All right, Kent State thirty-eight, Central Connecticut State ten. The fucking Long Island Shocks—they kept it. Uh, respect. I know there was a big lightning delay or cloud delay, whatever you want to say. Uh, Le- Lehigh, I'm sorry, uh, B- Baylor thirty, Long Island seven. Speaking of Lehigh, though, 
Oh boy, the big red freshman. Yeah, we we were on this one. Jamison Wang. Jamison Wang in the big red. Uh he throws two touchdowns uh as as Cornell opens its 135th college football season with a 23-20 victory on the road uh at in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania at Goodman Stadium. I think that was a push. What was that? I think cuz I feel like Corn was Cornell favored. I feel when, like when we when we picked it, it was only one and a half. Come game okay. day, it was uh, three. So I put I pushed it yeah. when I when I bet it. But on the pick show, we got this one. Gotcha. Well, uh, I locked this one up. Boise State minus the points against North Dakota. North Dakota fought hard, man. They fought hard, and I like this game on the schedule. I would like to see North Dakota State, South Dakota State, North Dakota, South Dakota playing Boise more often, but. Uh, Boise opens this thing up late, gets the cover. Uh, we laid 13 and a half with them. Uh, next up, we got this game, this game, this game, dude, Stonehill, Georgetown. I mean, you had all these games, all these matchups on at the studio. And yes, I had Stonehill, Georgetown on one of the bigger TVs. Holy shit. Georgetown. First off, uh, it looked like Georgetown was going to get, they were up. Uh, no, I think it was 13, 13 and a half. If memory serves me correct, but uh, it was back and forth in the second half and Georgetown gets. So Stonehill gets a field goal lead late in the game. Georgetown's defense holds after a turnover, right? They, they hold them to three and then Georgetown gets down the field. It was like a 40 yard pass or 50 yard pass to start the drive. They're in field goal range. Second down, you know, they're trying to go no huddle. And the uh the running back does the the chop block and they get him 15 yard penalty. And it was only like 10 or 11 seconds. They were in field goal range. And because of the 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 low block, 15 yard penalty, and they were not in a position that they they were in a position to throw a Hail Mary, but I mean Georgetown was right fucking there, man. I was right after the big time completion. I was like, this game's going to overtime or maybe Georgetown can win it, but critical, critical play there. This game was fantastic. Shout out to uh, Stonehill out of the NEC beating the Hoyas, giving them their first loss in the Patriot league. Um, My boys, I know we were both on Georgetown, man. And I, this was a neck and neck game back and forth. Uh, fantastic watch though, man. And what do you, what do you make of the Hoyas? Because now, now it just seems like Holy Cross is just going to run away with the Patriot league, maybe Fordham <laughs> if they continue to improve. Uh, what, what do you make of, of Georgetown losing this game? Yeah. I mean, uh, what I'm hoping for the program, I mean, uh, we both hit this one. We got it a plus or a plus nine for, for Stonehill. So I am happy with that. I, I took it on game day too. I believe it was down to like six and a half when I bet it, but, um, what, what I'm what I'm hoping for Georgetown is this doesn't unravel things. Losing a game like this at home that you know you were favored to win, there's hype around the program with the new season. You know so what helps? I just, I just want to see them keep rolling, man. You know what helps for the Hoyas is they have Columbia on deck, there and we Columbia. We were on the Lafayette Leopards to bounce back after that Duke loss. They went twenty four to three. Remember, we said Columbia's a mess. They they got to hire a coach super late in the off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like bad times as Columbia went up three, nothing. And then Lafayette said, okay, let's, let's press fuck you mode. And they score 24 unanswered shout out to the leopards getting it done. Running for 243 yards against that Columbia defense means to me that the uh, Hoyas will have something to attack right there and move to three and one uh, shout out to Lafayette uh, Dayton beat the hell out of Taylor university. 
And how about the vacuum company Wagner <laughs> going to the, what is up with sacred heart? We thought sacred heart was going to be play- <laughs> Wagner with uh, the former Yukon quarterback, Steven Grajowski. I'm probably butchering his name, but it's Steven. Uh, how do I pronounce his name here? Yeah. Steven Kudrowski sounds like a, like a, a spy, a guy who writes a spy novel. You know what I mean? Like it's, I feel like you could catch, go to, go to a Barnes and Nobles. You'll see thousands of books written by Steven Kudrowski. Um, dude, that's a fucking big win, man. This is, I mean, this is a Wagner team that was terrible uh, for the past couple of years. And all of a sudden showing some signs of life, you know, and I should have noticed when they lost 24, nothing to Navy because Navy actually played decently against Memphis the very next week. But the Seahawks, the Wagner Seahawks, starting up that vacuum, seventeen ten Sacred Heart. They're they're a true dumpster fire right now in the FCS. So um, I don't know. Do you have any any take on on the Seahawks? Uh, it's not like we expect them to win the NEC, but I did not see this coming. Yeah, no. I mean, you hit it. They they did. They kept it. They kept it closer. They're closer than I thought they were going to against Navy. And then you go in and. I mean, I'm really happy for the Wagner program, and I hope this is a sign sign of life, like you said. But my big takeaway is Sacred Heart. I, I was pretty high on them in the in the preseason when we were doing the shows, and it's uh, it's not looking good, man. I even bought into them one more week. I laid the 13 when we picked it, and I'm out. I'm, I'm done with this team. They're they're dead to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know who you know who. I, looking back at my plays from this past week. I, look, I enjoy the St. Thomas Tommy story a little too much. Mm-hmm. I enjoy them jumping from D three to D one and saying, fuck you. We don't even have scholarship players and we're going to beat you. We're going to beat you. I do think they're going to end up in the FBS eventually because they spend a shit ton of money, but I think I just, I Harvard waxed them, dude, <laughs> Harvard 45, 13 mm-hmm. Harvard opens up and, and that was 21, nothing in the first quarter, man, 21, nothing. And Look, I thought Harvard losing Charlie Dean, not a problem. I mean, look, I, they didn't even throw the ball for that much. It was the run game for Harvard. Charles DePrima, all right, getting after it with uh, 113 yards on the ground. But their the other running back, Shane McLaughlin, had a 98. So they were just running shop through uh, <laughs> through the Tommies. I was dumb. I was dumb there. That was my fault. That was my fault. I apologize to the FCS universe. Um, because that was, uh, that was off on me, but you know, what was right on me was a little lock of the Campbell camels heading into New Jersey. Take on Monmouth Mike mentor. This team I knew all preseason was misevaluated. They were misevaluated. I knew they're one of the more talented uh, rosters. And I still think we're mentioning CAA, which is gonna, I think CAA is going to be a lot more exciting than we thought. I think coming into it, everyone's like, "Oh, William and Mary's going to run this thing." With the with the way I've seen Rhode Island look, with the way I thought Delaware's still going to be a player, Richmond, who knows? Uh, but Campbell is is legit. New Hampshire, we knew is legit, and I would even throw the Albany Great Danes Albany. in there as well. Mm-hmm. Like this is a and Villanova. I mean, like you mm-hmm. have a lot of teams in this conference. That uh, and maybe even Elon. I don't know. Elon's kind of a mystery team, but um, I'm excited. I think the CAA is better than what people thought. The Colonial Athletic Conference. Uh, what do you you, you what do you make of the Campbell Camels beating down Monmouth 45-31 on the road? Yeah, this is well for one. This was a double lock, so everybody better listen up when yes. that happens, man. We yes. nailed that one. So 
Uh, I'm enjoying it. I, I hope they keep misgrading them here when the, when these lines come out. I hope uh, Vegas keeps missing the boat on this thing because it's been nice riding them two weeks in a row and uh, three weeks in a row, I believe. So I'm digging it. <laughs> Naquari Rogers, their running back's a fucking stud. Yeah, had uh, 152 yards rushing, over seven yards of rush. And then you, you add in that with a super experienced quarterback who's been in college, I feel like since like the Nixon administration and Haj Malik, Haj, Haj Malik Williams. Um, and that's going to be a recipe that a lot of teams are going to have to deal with there. The Penn Quakers, we were on this one. We laid the, we laid the whatever, I think it was 10 against the Colgate toothpaste. You said you're more of a Crest guy now. <laughs> Well, I'm more of the Aquafresh type after after winning money, fading Colgate every week. All right, uh, Penn twenty, Colgate six, Quakers. There, you can tell that defense still showing up. Mm-hmm. They're the they're the Iowa of the Ivy, you know. So <laughs> them in South Dakota. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Davidson finally got their shit together. They needed to because they look like shit, and Marist, the Red Foxes. We might, they might be in the sacred heart bin for dumpster fire as they gave up 49 to Davidson. The, the shocking thing about that is if you look Davidson uh, lost to a D two the week prior, and then only put up seven against VMI in Danny Rocco's first game. So, but Hey, shout out to the wildcats FCS playoffs in the past couple of years, much needed win. They get it done. Uh, Temple rolled Norfolk state kind of projected that one to happen. Lamar got rolled by South Dakota. NC state beats the piss out of VMI. I was a bit shocked by ball state in Indiana state, Indiana state. You want to talk about, okay. So our dumpster fire list right now, we can make this thing is Marist. Uh, our dumpster fire list is sacred heart. And I think we throw Indiana state in there. It's one thing. Like I understand ball state had played Georgia and Kentucky stellar competition. They're, uh, they're, uh, they're trying to become sec members. Um, but damn 45, seven in a rivalry game. What the hell happened to Indiana state? I think everyone, even myself, I was drinking a little bit of that Kool-Aid with the sycamores. What do you make of that? Yeah, that's, that's one of the ones uh, I, I said, I was going to give them one more week, uh, them and sacred heart. Both. I said the same thing. Cause I had a, uh, Indiana state being a little bit of a little bit of a sleeper team in Missouri Valley, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case at all. This team sucks and I'm out on them until they could show me that they could figure out some offense, man. What is going yeah. on out there? And I think that, you know, if you're a Missouri Valley fan, you've been so dominant, but at the same time, there's some question marks with Indiana state's opening loss to Eastern Illinois. Uh, I won't blame this one too much. It's FBS against FCS, but there's nothing encouraging about Indiana state. And then you look around and you see some of the other losses, Northern Iowa to Weber, uh, Illinois state, which we'll get to in a minute. You want to be winning more of those non-con games. Um, Weber state actually hung with Utah more than I thought they would only lost by 24. Now no cam rising, but I still think Weber's a player in the, uh, in, in the uh, big sky. Bob Morris, Robert Morris, Bernard Clark covering, uh, going into the ice house to take your, uh, take on your penguins there of the Youngstown state. I mean, Youngstown state was up like 27 to, I don't remember 27, 10 or something at half. And they, we got, you a, know, lot of, we got a lot of mercy out there. We, you know, we, we, we're good hearted people out there in Youngstown. We, we, we like Italian food and then we like, uh, 
you know, show, showing showing our better nature sometimes. You know, give give giving Bobby Morris yeah. a little bit of a little bit of hope. <laughs> True, but but if you really want to be uh, the the people's team, you might want to cover the number. Well, you got to um, cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Grambling. James, Franklin. Ro- James, James Franklin's figuring that out. I think. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Grambling uh, rolls Florida Memorial, which is uh, definitely sounds like a funeral parlor uh, or a uh, cemetery. I'm sorry. Um, Montana State destroys Stetson, but we covered this. We covered mm-hmm. this one. The Hatters came up there to Bobcat Stadium and uh, Montana State 57, Stetson 20. Hard to deduce a lot from this, but I will talk about this game. So, you know who's going to be a real player in the OVC? Eastern Illinois. All right, they they beat the shit out of Indiana State in Week One. They they played decently well. Took a, a loss, but at Bowling Green. But the MAC is looking pretty fucking good considering what's happening with them beating the Big Twelve teams and and uh, Boston College and stuff. They they beat Indiana State. This game I watched every every snap of this game. This game was very entertaining game. Defensive struggle, which I love. Uh, Illinois State once again, folks. To remind you, double digit favorites and. I'll tell you, man, EIU, when they landed the Georgetown transfer that we talked about and Pierce Holly, that was a huge get. That was a huge get, man. And I'm kind of buying into EIU. They win 14, 13. This was a crazy game because it was EIU was up seven, nothing at half. And then Illinois state ties it. So we're going into the fourth seven, seven. Uh, and then Illinois state scores, you know, to go up and then Eastern Illinois answers and, and ends up winning the game fucking insane game. And uh, yeah, it was just, I mean, but I'm super impressed with EIU considering how bad they were a year ago. Now they take down a Missouri Valley team and I think they might be players in the OVC this year, man. What'd you make of this one? Yeah, I I agree. I'm pretty excited. I like, I like when they're good. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this on this network, but I'm a, I'm a big uh, Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm a Tony Romo guy. So I'm all good with Eastern <laughs> Illinois. I like when they're good. I like uh, following a good quarterback story there too. So let's go Pierce Holly. Let's ramp it up and, and keep rising. Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we got to watch out for them. We got to take them seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game, uh, you know, in the MIAC. Now I did not watch this live, but you know, the benefit of us, t- you know, doing our FBS reaction show and we were waiting for Colorado, Colorado state to end which went on forever was all of our other TVs went out as far as the games, the games were over. I mean, we had like Southern Utah, UC Davis on one screen, but we have like a 10 TV setup here. So we, we had Fresno, Arizona state, Colorado, Colorado state, and uh, we needed more games. So I threw on Hampton Howard at Aldi field there in DC. Holy shit, man. And majority of us, you know, me and Patty C were watching this. I mean, Howard was kind of having their way with them. You know, the, this is, this was a big time comeback by Hampton. They scored. I think what I, I almost think it was like 21. It was almost 21 unanswered. I think Howard might've got a field goal in there, but uh, 35, 34 Hampton beats Howard. This one I did not see coming as far as like an outright win. What a fucking win by by Hampton, and they move to to two and one. That's and that's a that's that's a conference win, man. That's a huge fucking win, as they beat Grambling in the opener. They lost the Battle of the Bay to Norfolk State, but they bounce back 
by by beating the Bison of Howard 35-34 in a wild one. They head to Richmond next. Uh what'd you make of this, man? What I make of it is that's uh two times in a row now you've picked Hampton in a little battle we've had against Hampton each other. in baby. Hampton <laughs> in baby. Don't freaking, yeah. I, I know my pirate football, whether it's ECU or whether it's Hampton, watch out. <laughs> More like butt pirates. Screw this. <laughs> I'm done with them, man. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Uh Richmond bodied Delaware State 38 to 6. Uh they covered the big number. Um, and then let's talk a little bit about this Central Arkansas North Dakota State game. I didn't even realize we covered I, that. That you know what? Now that I think about it, it explains why there was more money in my account than I thought. Because I was wondering, I was like, "Huh?" I was like, "Did I hit a parlay?" And maybe the value was more than I thought. Um, but uh, this game, dude, this was a early on. Like I said, I didn't watch much of the second half when it was thirty-five to like fourteen. I was like, okay, I, I picked wrong here at the Fargo dome, you know? And I think they had a pick six or something. Uh, they had a defensive touchdown early in the game uh, that made me just totally say, yeah, it's not going to happen. But I will say what was impressive when you dive into the nuggets here, shun Derek Powell, the running back for central Arkansas, 18 rushes, 218 yards, 12 yards of carry. He's a dog, man. Whew. <laughs> If only they had a defense, because it makes me believe. I mean, also you can't have McIlvain make those turnovers, but I mean, nice backdoor cover, and uh, shout out to that. But wh- wh- we thought they would be live to maybe pull up the u- upset. How yeah, big of fools were we on that? <laughs> One of those rare situations where you, you hit a cover and, and you're not even really happy about it. Uh, I work till five and I unfortunately do work Saturday. So this was a game, you know, it started at three 30 and I was like, I gotta get the hell out of work and get to the, like, I want to watch central Arkansas, North Dakota state. And before I even got out of work, it was like 42, 14. Yeah. Like, so I'm saying, I was, <laughs> I, I even said in the studio, we had it on. I was like, fuck central Arkansas, man. I'm like, I bought in, man. I bought in hard, but Hey, got the cover. You still like them to win the UAC. I, I do. And I, I'm hoping this is going to be a wake up call. Like, Hey, you're still this far off from being in that top tier teams in the FCS. So uh, what, what I really take away from this game is uh, you know, we were both kind of doubting a little bit that North Dakota state is the same football team it's been for ever now. So uh, I, I think they're starting to put those doubts to rest a little bit. They seem, they yeah. seem legit. Yeah, I agree. Between that and the Eastern Washington win, which continues to look better and better. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm buying more stock on North Dakota state. Turns out I was the fucking idiot. Um, South Dakota state, 70 Drake seven. We laid the points with the Jack rabbits. Easy play, easy play. <laughs> I can't believe they got to 70. Um, I want to do a quick check on your Toreros here because Princeton goes to the West coast. Uh, I do believe we covered. So we had that at least. That's all that matters, man. But the Toreros <laughs> are winless buddy, including a D two loss. How do you like their chances in the pioneer league moving forward? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't think this is the same uh, program that Harbaugh came through. So um, they they need to, they need to get things together a little bit. I think you might've called it on the, on on the nose a little bit of football karma. Like when doc holiday got let go from Marshall, you know, showed it, showed the door. I mean, same thing kind of going on here. That's football karma, man. doesn't, doesn't treat you well. And then I was a bit shocked by this outcome. Utah tech, AKA Dixie state. Going into Flagstaff, they got to fire uh, my guy in, in Flagstaff. Fifty to thirty-six. These Utah schools showing up. 
This was 37 to seven at halftime, man. This was third. I repeat, this was 37 to seven at halftime. That's what you get for playing in that filthy f- sky walk up dome, whatever the fuck it is, man. Utah tech might be a tougher out than we think in the UAC. This should be a good, a good appearance there, but that's, that's my exact takeaway is, is Northern Arizona needs a new direction with the program. Cause this program should not be this bad. So I'm saying, man, this is an easy hire. Nick fucking Rolovich. All right. <laughs> there it go is. hire Nick Rolovich right now. He's an XFL offensive coordinator. You can go hire him. He will make them a winner instantly. Let's go. Make me call 1-800-PICK-DUNDEE. Uh, NAU uh, administration. One eight hundred pick Dundee. I got you covered for who you should hire. You just, don't need to. Just, just, you don't need to hire the these, Vax card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just pick the yeah. Vax card. That's don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. It's Arizona. They did, the COVID never happened in Arizona. Um, and uh, I can tell you this, man. You hire these search firms to to get your coach. It's the biggest waste of money. Only in America could you come up with this bullshit. You know what I mean? Like one eight hundred pick Dundee is all you need. Um, Portland State 91, North American University zero. <laughs> and uh, it's going to get a little worse for no- for old North American because incarnate words on deck. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Portland State, they, they, they got a little football karma coming their way for that one, too. Good for you. You put up 91 on North American. Yeah. I, I called off the dogs, though, man. They called <laughs> off the dogs. I'll give the Vikings some love. This was 63 nothing at halftime. They scored 28 in the third, and then they said, all right. Didn't score any in the fourth, man. This thing was 91, nothing heading into the fourth on fucking believable. Uh, I was surprised at this man. And I was, I was talking, shout out to our fans, but uh, I was shocked at this outcome. Now I know it's a rivalry game, but Brown beats Bryant 29, 25. What the fuck is happening with the Bryant Bulldogs? I thought they were moving in the right direction and shout out to some of our fans there that uh, hit me up and uh, let, let me see if I can recite this one. Um, shout out to Ryan who uh, uh, DM'd me saying uh, Bryant's going to be entering the CAA. They better get their NI collect NIL collective rolling because you can't be losing this. Um, and he's a Bryant bulldog fan. So maybe hopefully they do, but 29, 25, that's a big win for the Ivy, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, quarterback Jake Wilcox looked real good. He lit it up uh, through for, I think, three touchdowns. So I was, I was following this game pretty closely because Bryant was one of my locks. So, me too. Uh, watch, watch me too. Lose. That, that I ain't shit on this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then this one, this game was phenomenal. And I'm buying in. So, Eastern Washington lost to North Dakota State in the opener, right? Then they pushed Fresno to overtime in Fresno, which is. Very impressive considering Fresno has two power five wins. Two power five wins. Yeah. On the road. On the road. <laughs> yeah. And then they beat Southeast Louisiana, who is an FCS playoff team a year ago. By the way, E dub, your scheduling tactics, fucking insane. All right. Your first three games, insane. But I am buying in that this team is legit. That's a huge win. And I I do think this is what I mean. It's like before I think we said like when Montana State or whoever was playing E dub. You know, or we, you know, we just thought, ah, oh, we got to favor the other team. I don't know. I think, I think E Dub is, is a legit football team, and I'm the big sky making big time headlines, in my opinion. Out of all the FCS conferences, that's a, a forty to twenty nine win over Southeast Louisiana. I know you were on, you were on Sela, right? And I was on E Dub, I think here. So I yeah. get, the, I get the town a little bit, man. But uh, what'd you make of that outcome? Yeah, I mean, I locked up Sela there, so that uh, I mean, that's a that's a good football team that they they beat like that and. 
I, you know, they're a team with a killer home field advantage. So I'm really happy to see that kind of win back at home uh, for that program. So I'm all about it, man. I like Eastern Washington. They're always a feisty team. Like I said, cool home field advantage. I'm all about it. Let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, GBO saying uh, Eastern Washington, Washington state every year. That should be fun. That would be fun. Even though Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, and it should be Idaho too. Idaho's Mm -hmm. right. If you've been to Pullman, Washington, like you, you're, I don't know. You, you could just be drinking and end up in Moscow. You know what I mean? Like you go out barge, you know, not Moscow, Russia, Moscow, Idaho is like fucking, you could throw a baseball to it. Um, Depends on how much you drink and see which one you end up at. Yeah. Or if you drink a lot, you could end up in Moscow, Russia. You never know. Right. Uh, Snowden did it. Um, But uh, this is the red flag game here. William and Mary 15 Charleston, Southern seven. This is where I get a little scared. I know William and Mary already has the win against Campbell. And that was a CAA opening Thursday night win that they got. I don't know though, man. I kind of think Rhode Island is better than William and Mary. I I'm concerned. They were asleep at the wheel a little bit here. Uh, this was, and this was one they went for two on the first score. There was eight to seven for a lot of the game. So we, I mean, do you think they were just looking past them? Uh, you know, William and Mary has Maine on deck. Yeah, that's that's what I was just looking at. I don't think it was look ahead. Yeah, <laughs> with Maine on deck. Um, you know, the the way I I picked minus eighteen and a half on our pick show, but the way I actually bet this game was I bet the under, and I, I kind of had a feeling maybe it is like a sleepy little stretch here for William and Mary. So I'm not buying too much stock in a in a weird little road trip to play a, a team that you know kind of sucks this year. So I, I'd like to see a little more out of them next week against Maine for sure. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. North Carolina. I mean, I, I don't know. I got to start paying closer attention to William and Mary now. Uh, nor I kind of thought early in the year, they would just kind of breeze through the CAA. I don't know anymore. Uh, UCLA took on North Carolina central. They destroyed him 59, seven. I did. I thought chip Kelly would call off the dogs. Nope. First, like 50 point win for UCLA since 2014. Um, just, just uh, impressive. And shout out to Jay Scott in the chat. It says, I would like to invite you guys to a Lindenwood game, uh, AKA the penitentiary or to uh, enjoy some old city of uh, St. Charles and the Lou and our small, but beautiful stadium and watch a game. I would love to take you up on that at some point, man, at some point, Jay, Jay Scott, I appreciate you and the invitation. And it's something that at some point I would like to take you up on. Um, Regardless, we appreciate you listening, man. And I'm hoping Lindenwood gets going, man. I, 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 I like, I like their developments and what's happening with them. So uh, yeah, we'll stay in touch, man. And eventually uh, try to take you up on that. Um, uh, Northern Colorado got destroyed by Washington state. Saw that one coming. Okay. Let's talk about this Furman Kennesaw state game. Cause I did lose money. I did lose money on Furman. Uh, Kennesaw scored 21 in the fourth. This was basically a backdoor cover that burned me, but uh you know, Furman has a huge game this week against Mercer. I kind of thought Furman and Mercer remind me of each other because I thought they would be a lot better this year, mm-hmm. both of them. So I'm fascinated by that matchup. I'm mad that Furman didn't cover. Kennesaw's one and two. Kennesaw's the team jumping to the FBS. You figure it out. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Kennesaw, I guess you got. Tennessee tech. You got GBOs, Tennessee tech, golden Eagles on deck, but uh, 
Yeah. I mean, what'd you make of that? Cause that, that, I mean, that was a brutal game. They were in control when I was watching it. And then, you know, Kennesaw battles back and gets a bunch of points in the fourth. And I, I still say both. I mean, Furman and Mercer, what, do you have a lean on that? I know our pick show will be later in the week, but I'm going to go Furman still, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like both had, what the times I've watched them have not been as good as I thought they would be. Yeah. I mean, uh, early lean, I was actually just thinking that while you were, where you were talking there, I was thinking my early lean is definitely still firm and especially being at home, but I, I still think they look a little more altogether, especially on offense. Uh, they seem to have it a little more figured out than Mercer does, but they are very comparable teams should be at the top of the SoCon. And there's a lot of question marks going on there. So interesting. Also, I'm happy to see that Kennesaw didn't really pack it in with the jump going to the FBS. It looks like they're still, you know, putting their full effort in every game each week. So um, watch out for them. They're not, they're not a weak team. They're not, they're not a team, team to take light. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, miles college almost knocked off Arkansas pine bluff. Uh, they lose 21, 20 pine bluff. Hey, any way you can get the fucking wins, <laughs> it, you know, at least you, you survived. All right, move along. Um, let's go back to the SoCon though, because I don't, I don't know. I know that they're called the catamounts, but isn't that like a wildcat or something? What's what, what is so. it? Yeah. So I can play this. <laughs> I, I can play this. And shout out to Weehawk who I know was in the chat, man, this game was, this game was the craziest game on Saturday to me. This game was fucking insane. Uh, you just had so many moments in this game. So like, I think uh, Eastern Kentucky had an early lead. It was, it was a strange lead though. It was like 11 to it's a seven. I feel like for a lot of the, the, the first half, I think uh, Eastern Kentucky added a field goal to make it 14, seven. So the score seemed normal, but then Western, Western Carolina uh, ties it up in the third. And in the fourth, I mean, folks, go watch this. You can watch it on demand if you have ESPN Plus because this game in the fourth quarter was fucking insane. You you essentially had Eastern Kentucky score, right? And you're thinking, okay, with like, and then like like two minutes left, Western uh, Western Carolina goes all the way down and scores, and you're thinking, oh, okay, they're gonna win the game now. No, because. So, so by the way, hold on, let me, let me break this down. Eastern Kentucky, I believe makes a field goal to go up three with two minutes left. And there hasn't been much scoring in the second half. So you're thinking, Oh, it's over. Well, then Western Carolina goes straight down the field scores, but leaves too much time on the clock because Eastern Kentucky scores like three players later. And then you're thinking, Oh, I'm fucked on Western Carolina. No, they, they go down all the way through the field, uh, down the field score again. And then EKU battles all the way back, drops a touchdown, like a 40 yard touchdown. And then miss the game tying field goal. This game was insane. This was one of the best games of the week. I, I actually will put this up against any FBS game from last week. Um, the Catamounts are living up to what I'm talking about. I know Weehawks excited about that. And I, I, I'm. This is my. You know, my. I had them finishing second in the SoCon to only Furman. They already beat Samford. I'm buying in though because that was their biggest. Their past two weeks were the biggest test to me. They beat Samford 30 to seven, beat their ass. And then last week they win their toughest road game, uh, you know, in the non-con well, Arkansas, I guess, but you know what I mean? Um, it, it, within the FCS, 
They have on deck Charleston Southern in the Citadel. They need to not go to sleep, and they they win those. And then they have some big tests in October. October actually is like they're they have a bye week, but they get Chattanooga, Furman, and Mercer all in October. Those are three huge tests. And then I love their November. It's Wofford, ETSU, and VMI. But I'm buying in, man. You, you, if you watched. Uh, this game, you know, this game was absolutely fantastic. Cole Gonzalez, we didn't see Charlie Dean at all. Cole Gonzalez played through for 340, three touchdowns and, and a pick. And then uh, Desmond Reed, the running backs, a stud. 29 rushes, 177 yards, 6.1 yards a rush, getting it in. And poor old Eastern Kentucky just can't buy a win despite Parker McKinney throwing for 366. Uh, what do you make of this one? And uh, I know you were on the wrong side of this one, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I got you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw salt in the wounds. You know, no, honestly, I'm happy about it, and I think someone like uh, Weehawk should be really excited. I mean, if you come off a whipping whipping Sanford like that, I mean, that's that's a big high, that's a big emotional win, and then you have to go on the road to play a game. You know, the next week, that's that's another tough game. A lot of times, that's a hard spot to get up for, and and they did it, and they won the game. And what I really like out of this team is is I was excited about the offense, and we were both kind of worried about the defense. Defense looks pretty damn good, I think, against good competition. So, uh, yeah, you nailed it. This team they they look they look like they're at the top of the SoCon. Yes, and we hook me and NC Nick have had conversations about potentially attending a game uh, this year or next year. I'll say that, and, and you know, now I got Lindenwood invites. This is God bless the universe. <laughs> um, what a win though for for the Catamounts and uh, Northern Iowa forty one. Idaho State 17. Northern Iowa needed that after the way Weber beat them down. Nice win. Idaho State looking a bit troubled. I know there's a tough job Cody Hawkins walked into. Uh, Merrimack destroys Virginia Lynchburg 44 nothing. Merrimack needed that. Let's talk about it. Let's go back to the SOCON on this one. Wofford. Sean Watson. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Presbyterian, the blue hose. 23. <laughs> Wofford 20. What in the hell happened here, man? And I, I did not see this one coming is Presbyterian buying into Tyler Wesley at the quarterback spot, by the way, to win a game while going 16 of 41, (laughs) super fucking impressive, but no turnovers. And that's the name of the game. Two touchdowns. Uh, They couldn't get any run game really going. Their leading rusher uh, had 43 yards rushing. But the blue hose somehow find a way to get it done. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, we're I mean, way we, off we, on Presbyterian, right? Yeah. I mean, hey, hey, we did pick them to cover, but uh, when we picked that <laughs> when we picked that line, it was a 42 and a half point line. So this team won outright as a 42 and a half point dog when the line opened. So that's that's insanity. I don't think we were wrong on the blue hose. I just think uh Wofford. Uh, they suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shocking though. I, I thought Wofford was making steps in the right direction. This is a big time setback. Shout out to Philip mm-hmm. in the chat. He goes, my Hoyas lost me too, man. I'm on, I'm a Georgetown fan. I thought they, they were there. I hate that call. Cause you're picking up the blitz. I would have liked to see it go to overtime. And I hate seeing a call like that dictate a game, but I think Georgetown's going to be fine. I think we're gonna have a winning season with the Hoyas this year. Um, Moving along, uh, Florida A and M, thirty-one. West Florida ten. All right. Um, I don't know. It shouldn't take. They probably caught off the dogs, but I didn't. I didn't watch any of that game. But I did watch this game, 
this game was 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 insane too. Gardner Webb and Tennessee State. Gardner Webb, I think, caught a look ahead spot because I think Gardner Webb can give ECU a game. Oh man, this game was neck and neck, back and forth. It was uh, Gardner Webb had a 17-14 halftime lead. They got a safety in the third to uh, to go up uh, what five. Tennessee State scores a touchdown. And then this is back and forth. Tennessee State makes a field goal late to win the game in Nashville. Um, I I I kind of root for Gardner Webb, so I I wanted to see them win, also to make my projections look correct. <laughs> it's a big win for Tennessee State, man. It's a big win, and uh, the the OVC slash Big South uh, is very interesting. It's very interesting. So uh, with Gardner Webb losing that game, what what did you make of this one? Yeah. So what I want to see is, you know, I was, I was pretty excited. I, you know, I, I hate Ohio state, but I, I wanted to see Eddie George do well. And, and uh, I want to see him be consistent. I'm, I'm a little worried about that program and the direction, you know, he's not having quite the same yeah. flair as the did. you know? So I want to see the consistency. I mean, cool win, but you know, win, win your schedule, win the games you should win. Don't it starts, drop those games. But, but it starts with a win like this Gardner Webb exactly. FCS playoff team a year ago. Uh, and, and a nice, so you found a way to get it done. Uh, Nari Gaither, the, uh, Gardner Webb running back had a monster day too. 17 for 152. Maybe you give him the ball more than 17 times. Just an idea. Um, surprising outcome though. That was a fantastic football game to watch. Delaware rolled St. Francis, St. Francis PA. I'm out on them. I mean, mm-hmm. not that the Delaware game, but it was the game prior, but Delaware 42, St. Francis 14. Elon handled North Carolina A and T and Vincent Brown twenty seven to three. Elon will still be a player. They're going to beat some teams in the CAA that I don't think, you know, we we people are, are assuming. You know what I mean? Like I think they're still solid. So CAA is probably a much better conference than people think. Um, New Hampshire beats the shit out of Dartmouth twenty four to seven, getting it done. The Butler Bulldogs took down Wabash. Watch out for Butler in the Pioneer League this year, man. Uh, Chattanooga just destroys the Citadel 48 to three. The Citadel is just a mess right now. I was surprised at this one. Towson 20 Morgan state 10, the way we saw Morgan state beat Richmond at Richmond. And then they should have beaten Akron and FBS Towson though, 20 to 10 in the rivalry game. Could the uh, speaking of CAA is Towson better than we think. <laughs> yeah, man. Towson was one. I don't remember. I think you might have too, but I had a, I had a really hard time kind of grading them out. And, I was higher on them because them. they hired a former Colorado <laughs> offensive lineman in the national championship days. I'll <laughs> be honest. Go. I there mean, I, I I do think he's a good coach, but I didn't know he'd have it going like super early. So mm-hmm. I thought like two three years from now would be a great hire. How about the Delta State Devils though? Ooh, call <laughs> that one. Thirty-five-seven <laughs> Mississippi Valley State. They're clanging. They need some Jerry Rice money or something because, man, it's been a rough season for for the Delta Devils. There is, is that is that the hardest job in all of college football? It might be. That's that's a tough job. It might, but you're in Mississippi, <laughs> man. They have great junior college players too. Like, I feel like the worst, jo- the hardest job in college football has got to be like in the middle of a non-football state. That's true. And I mean, I mean, Jackson, Jackson State's in Mississippi. They don't even have like fresh water out there, and they still get guys. You yeah, know? yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe not, but that's a tough job. Well, you got all those JUCO schools that are good too, man. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. Delta uh, State being one of them, right? Uh, as far as D two, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But they're uh, they're pretty good program. They're in Mississippi, I believe. Yeah, and and 
Damn it, get some get that some some clean fucking water. It's the same shit in Michigan. <laughs> All right, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um Coastal Carolina 66 Duquesne 7. Wow. Tim Beck, relax. <laughs> I thought Coastal would cover. I mean, I'm sorry. I thought Duquesne would cover. I thought Coastal would cruise to a win, but I I did not see that coming. Uh Alcorn State, I was on the right side of this one. They took down McNeese 17 to 3. I was surprised that Alcorn was a dog. Um, we were also on the right side of Murray State covering against Middle Tennessee, as Middle Tennessee won 35-14. Arkansas State covered the 23 by a point <laughs> against Stony Brook, uh, 31 to 7. SMU rolled my guy Bubba McDowell, which uh, I'm sorry, man. I mean, that's a tough draw. You got to go up to take SMU. They got this crazy NIL collective. They lose 69, nothing. Samford played Auburn better than they did Western Carolina as they <laughs> lost 45 to 13. Uh, Tarleton uh, lost by 38 to Texas tech. Stephen F. Austin. This was one of our locks. I will play our music. We knew this line was all, this is why the, the, the books don't know FCS. I don't think because Stephen F. Austin 41. Northwestern State seven. Let's go, Lumberjacks. I'm telling you, UAC is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Going to be a fun, fun conference to cover this year. Rice beat the piss out of Texas Southern. I was shocked at this outcome, and I mean really shocked. I think this is one of the more perplexing results. Austin P. Sixty three. East Tennessee State three. East Tennessee State was like an FCS playoff team two years ago. I know their longtime coach retired. Uh, they might want to hire somebody else. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought this was going to be kind of a this was like a, a thirteen point spread, sixty three to three. What the hell's yeah. happening with the Buccaneers of East Tennessee State? I was on the wrong side of that one. Man. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I thought, oh, 13, you got a little Tennessee on Tennessee action. What in the hell is going on with ETSU, man? They they were a good t- program. Um, Alabama A&M loses by 10 to Southern. I was on Southern North Alabama takes down Tennessee tech. We were on North Alabama 20 to seven. And how about Lindenwood going back to uh, going back to the chat? Let's talk a little bit. Shout out to Jay Scott, but Lindenwood gets it done 43 40 over Western Illinois, who I actually thought Western Illinois would get this one based on what I saw from the Leathernecks against New Mexico State and then uh, in, in their, their other games. Um, but you look at this. Shout out to Lindenwood. Cole Duggar getting it done, throwing for 270 and five touchdowns, just one interception. Uh, and the run game, getting it going with Robert. Uh, Guillamo, I'm probably butchering your name, Robert, and I apologize, but uh, you're a fucking stud. 20 for 20 rushes, 120 yards, getting it done, and a touchdown. And also, let's not forget about Jeff Caldwell getting it done uh, five for 185 and four touchdowns. Might want to guard him, Western Illinois. <laughs> might might want to guard him. Um, shout out to Lindenwood, man. They're, they're a school on the come up, and now they're becoming. They're, they're, yeah, I did lock it. Uh, they're, they're on the come up. This is a big time win, man. This program is on the come up. So two and one, you beat, you beat a uh, Missouri Valley team, even though they're departing the Missouri Valley. That's a fucking huge win though. What'd you make of this mm-hmm. one? No, I mean, they, they, this is a fun team when the offense is going, uh, they, I mean, well, they put up 77 a couple weeks ago, I believe against a D two school, but still 
Um, this one, this one felt pretty damn easy um, as far as getting the six, you know. But outright win, let's do it. I love it. Yes, I will play the music for Jay Jay <laughs> Scott in the chat. Let's go, Lindenwood, baby. The pen, nobody. Nobody fades the penitentiary and gets away with it. All right, let's go. Wow, that was a nice win. It's a program builder, man. They're continuing to build that thing. Um, Houston Christian. <laughs> I just when I started to buy into UT Christian a little bit, I know they've been asked for the past couple of years, but after that Western Kentucky performance, I was like, hey, maybe they're not that bad. Now UT Martin sixty six, Houston Christian seven. And I know they changed their name from Houston Baptist to Houston Christian. It, look, as long as you keep getting beat like this, you're going to need to change your name a third time. All right. Uh, un- unbelievable. <laughs> now, look, I didn't get a chance to watch this game, and I have it on my to do list for this week. Probably going to watch it tomorrow. Southern Illinois, I, I did keep up with the score. Southern Illinois and Southeast Missouri State. Uh, big time win for the Valley here as Southern Illinois is, is there, is it me or is there something magical about this team right now? So they're losing 15, nothing at halftime. I'm keeping up to date. I'm like, yeah, I was on CMO. I thought it was at a letdown spot, but damn, if the Salukis, what did my boy stone Labana would say? Don't let the dogs get hot. That's what he told me back in the day when he was quarterback in uh, SIU. Uh, they score 26 in the second half, 26, 25 win shout out to the Salukis and Nick Baker and, and everyone rolling along with that, with that. I mean, look, they've had a, a tough schedule and impressive wins. Shout out to Vincent Davis, who had a huge day in the wide receiving uh, core there that just, Hey, that's a huge road win right there. And you look at who they've beaten. They got the win against Northern Illinois. They got the win against Austin P who just dropped 60 something on, uh, on ETSU. They got Bobby Petrino's old school, uh, Missouri state on deck. Hey, Salukis with one of the best helmets in college football too. Just a gigantic lassie on their fucking helmet. Um, (laughs) Dude, I was a bit shocked about that. You? Yeah. I mean, we both locked up the 11. So, you know, got that. Thankfully, but um, I, I did as same as you. I thought it was a perfect letdown spot, and this was a team that I kind of didn't buy a ton of the hype of, of the preseason. I saw a lot of publications were getting them up in the top five somewhere around there in Missouri Valley. But uh, I, I think I'm in on them now, man. They're proving me a bit wrong. It definitely, I don't think it was Indiana State that was the sleeper. I think it's Southern yes. Illinois on the rise. Yes. Cal Poly beat the hell out of Lincoln CA where our hearts are still with Lincoln CA, the most gangster college football program. And I mean that in a very positive way because they're playing all road games. They're my favorite school in America, Lincoln CA. All right. In Oakland, California, Um, Ferris state, man, this game was fantastic. We had this on the big screen for a bit. Ferris state was driving, missed a field. So late fourth quarter. Montana's up 17, 10 uh, fair state misses a field goal. It's kind of a chip shot that would have made it 17, 13, but they had some shots in the end zone that, that they missed. And then shout out to fair state. Cause they battle back. They got it back in the, in the, in, in on the Montana side of the ball or side of the field again, and really pushed this game to the brink. Montana escapes. And I heard a lot of other people that cover the FCS, including myself. I think I might've said this at one point. Say, why would Montana schedule this game? See, I think when we push that narrative, 
Uh, I think it sucks for the sport. This happens when I host the FBS one too. Um, when people call out, why would Texas Tech's athletic director schedule a game in Laramie against Wyoming, or why would Virginia Tech play at Marshall? I think it's healthy for the sport to give those people in the smaller schools a big game like that. I think it's fantastic, whether it's at or whether it's away. You know, Ferris State's a really good D two. They've won two straight national championships. Is it a crazy game because your national title hopes or your your outright playoff bid may be on the line? Theoretically, yes, but this is better for college football. For the consumer, this is a better thing to watch. I love this game on the schedule. And I hope I hope, you know, we see more of that. I would like to see Ferris State play better schools. You know, jump up if, if anything. Shit, Ferris State, you passed the test. I heard you know Ferris State's coach was saying like that's the best college football environment we've ever played in. And damn it, you passed the test. Montana is a blue blood in the FCS, and you pushed them to the brink. You pushed them to the absolute fucking brink, and uh, you didn't come up with a win. But I think you got a moral victory if there's ever such a thing. Uh, what, what what's your opinion on this? You, are you feel you like I love that game on the schedule. No, I absolutely do. I mean, you know, think of how many classic uh, Boise games we wouldn't have seen if that's the mindset of, of college football programs. Yeah, yeah. And it's already hard as hell for Boise State or someone I'm sure like a fair state to get those games on the schedule. So shout out to the teams that do. And on the flip side, uh, you know, Montana, we, we've been talking a lot about how excited we are about the big sky. Montana, uh, fraudulent alert, I think. Uh, they're looking a little, little suspect so far this season to me. Yeah, but I don't give a shit. Kudos to them for scheduling it. Mm-hmm. Kudos mm-hmm. for them to scheduling it, man. Um, Incarnate Word, Abilene Christian was a game. We had that on the TV too. Uh, Incarnate Word scores seventeen in the fourth. This game was back and forth. The UAC is going to be a blast to watch. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, like I'm sold on this conference being fun and emerging as one one that I'm going to have to pencil in every Saturday. Twenty seven twenty, they get it done against Abilene Christian. Um, this is tough. Maverick MacGyver, greatest name in the history of uh, planet earth. Um, 15 of 32, 189 and an interception, not getting it done. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, Zach Calzada lit it up. The one time Texas, this guy beat Alabama. He beat Nick Saban. He was at Texas A&M. Uh, but uh, Calzada threw for 373, 373. Uh, and you might want to guard Brandon Porter. Brandon Porter, uh, 12 targets, 10 catches, 201 yards and a touchdown. I think that's why you lost. If I had to guess <laughs> Abilene Christian, um, still great game. And then Texas state just destroyed Jackson state, Texas state actually scored 80, but they had a holding call 77 to 34. I don't know. Texas state, GJ Kenny, very impressive first year it's in the sun belt looking real. It's yeah. looking real. And then I will play the music on this. Southern Utah, the Thunderbirds, they didn't get the win, but they covered for us. Are we a bit nervous? We had them, I think, projected second in the U in the UAC. They're 0 and 3, but damn if they're not in every game. All right? Damn if they're not. I mean, even the BYU game, they were in for a long time. I know the final score looks worse, but almost beat ASU in Tempe. And then you were right here in the this is a good this was a good game. Um, but I do feel like UC Davis was certainly the better team. What'd you make of this one? Yeah, I think I think Miller's an awesome quarterback for Southern Utah, by yeah. the way. I really like watching him. I did get to catch some of this one. And uh 
No, I, I think uh, I, I feel fine with Southern Utah. They've, they've had a tough schedule so far to open up. And and like I kind of alluded to earlier in the show, I think UC Davis is a real threat in that conference in the big sky. So that's that's not a bad loss at all on the road there. You see, you see Davis's running back, Lan Larison. This guy's a fucking stud. First off, I'm pretty sure I'm not a hundred percent. I think this is a white guy, but I mean, he's super fucking athletic. I know you look at the stats and say 17 for 60, right? He also threw a pass. That's not setting the world on fire, but look what he did in the receiving department. Eight catches, 106 yards and a touchdown. Get this guy, the fucking ball. He popped off screen. Me and Patty C were watching. I was like, who is that? Uh, He's like a lobby for New Hampshire. Yeah, he was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, shout out to, to Dan Hawkins and UC Davis. They have a big game this week and uh, that's a nice win. Um, all right, let's do a little game ball action. Let's pick three teams each with a game ball uh, for the week. Um, and I will, uh, I'll, I'll give you a second to look cause I'll open it up with, to me, Southern Illinois has to be to me, the first team that gets a game ball. They've had a, a pretty tough schedule to start the season. Austin P Northern Illinois and SEMO on the road. And they won all three of them. Uh, can they stay hot is the question. I think they deserve a game ball. Cause that's a super impressive performance. Uh, Mike, where are you going on your top on your first game ball? I was going to go Southern Illinois, but I'm going to go with Sac state getting the win over the old head coach, man. They got it oh, yeah. worth something right there. So, I mean, it's nothing going to make you feel better than that. So that that's my first one. Sac state is an interesting story because you know, Sacramento is a good fan town to me. Mm-hmm. It's not like San Francisco or Oakland. I mean, Oakland used to be, but ever since that tech money came in there, Sacramento, like they said, so the way they support the Sacramento Kings and stuff, mm-hmm. if they can get that going and the fact you're in California with all that talent, uh, they could be a, a sleeping giant. I think we've said this for years, but I mean, like now you add on the fact they've won back-to-back years against an FBS Sac state. Watch out. I'm super impressed. Uh, I like that game ball. Uh, my second game ball. You know what? As much as there's some great wins out there, Presbyterian, it's been a long <laughs> road, man. It has been a long road to be even competitive. And when you go and beat a SoCon team, Hey, own that shit. Have a fucking party. You know what I mean? Especially as a 42 and a half point. Dog, yes. Man. <laughs> they gotta be getting a game ball. Shout out to the blue hose of Presbyterian. Uh, who are you going with for your second game ball? Yeah. Uh, sorry to GBO farms in the chat, but North Alabama, man, getting it done on the road again, convincing fashion. This is a team. We both another uh, UAC. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and another one that I th- do that, that conference is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, they are. It was my favorite one. When we broke it down, it was my favorite conference at the time and it's yeah. still rolling along as one of my favorites. So I really, really liked seeing this North Alabama team just weekend, week out fighting. Yeah. And my, uh, no, that's too easy. Let me go. That's a good game ball though. Cause North Alabama has been a pleasant surprise. They have been a very mm-hmm. pleasant surprise. You know, my third game ball and final game ball for me, um, you know, I was thinking about taking Eastern Washington, but I don't think that's right because I mean, Eastern Washington kudos to them, but they won at home. All right. 
they won at home and it was a good, it's a great win, but I'm going to go ahead and say Eastern Illinois. Hmm? This is a team that didn't win many games last year. And I'm buying into the Indiana state win that you you had like three pick sixes almost. Um, I'm buying into EIU's program and the Panthers are heading in the right direction. 14, 13 win against an in-state rival. Always big time. They were, they were double digit dogs. Give me the EIU. Let's go. Final game ball for me. Who's your final game ball? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, North Dakota state just because I kind of shit on them a lot in the preseason kind of was against yeah. them in this game. Thought, thought this was going to be a live dog situation. And they really, uh, they really shut me up and I'm not even proud of getting the cover on this lock. So uh, game ball, North Dakota state looking like the bison of old. Do you know what though? I probably should have gave mine to Western Carolina. You know what? I'm going to throw out my EIU and I'm going Western <laughs> Carolina for you. Weehawk because I was on them to finish it out. We have a lot of season left. October is huge. All right. We gotta, we gotta, you know, not start smelling ourselves here, but <laughs> catamounts actually should be the final game ball. But I like your North Dakota state angle too. Uh, folks, that's our show. All right. We'll be back in a couple days uh, to do our picks for week four. And by the way, I, I mean, some of these matchups for week four, Mercer at Furman, Rhode Island traveling to Philadelphia to take on Villanova. Whew. It's a huge game. Uh, Chattanooga at Samford. You want to, the mocks, you know, they had the early blemish. They've been playing better lately. Uh, Sacramento State heading to Moscow. You want to talk about maybe the game of the week? That's a fucking huge game there. Montana is going to Flagstaff, or I don't know if that's huge, but we'll see. If Montana's shaky, you never know, hitting the road. Uh, Elon is taking on Campbell in state North Carolina matchup that I think is intriguing. Abilene Christian, Maverick MacGyver, you take that loss, a tough loss to I dub. Now you, you head to Arkansas to take on central Arkansas. Uh, that's going to be a big game in the UAC and then Montana state going to Weber state. I mean, that's, that's a huge fucking game. Eastern Washington also heading to Davis, California to take on Dan Hawkins. It's the big sky. All right. Uh, I'm fascinated by this week. We're going to talk more about it Thursday night. Folks, subscribe to the FCS College Football Experience. You can just type in sg.pn slash FCS and you'll get us. But also subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcast at. Please, if you can, hop on over, give us a five-star review. We'd certainly appreciate that on iTunes. Sponsors always look at that stuff, and that's that's huge for us. And uh yeah, I'm super excited to talk FCS football on Thursday. Uh, folks, you know, this is the FCS college football experience. I also host the college football experience for the FBS and the college basketball experience and the college baseball experience. And we even have another podcast out there called the big 12 experience. All those are podcasts you should check out. Um, we all come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh, subscribe over there. If you can leave us your comments and ha- that's another thing drop us some comments. I'll answer that shit on air Thursday. You want me to talk any questions you want, drop them and we'll, we'll, we'll answer them. So feel free to do that chat. Um, but also make sure you give Mike a follow. Mike's doing great work as always Uh great, great, great Twitter follow as well. Mike's on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it at GCG underscore wins. Um, and yeah, super excited for Thursday's show. Uh, what, uh, what are the uh, weekday games? GBO farms asked. Uh, I will say that before we get out of here. So we have on Thursday kind of not the greatest game. Arkansas Pine Bluff is at Alabama a and M. 
Let me actually, let me just see if we have a line on this. Let me see if we have a line on this. I think we might. Yes. I see Alabama A and M is laying six and a half. Ooh, lay it. <laughs> I think we lay it. I think we lay it. Uh, Friday. We have Brown traveling to Har to Harvard. Harvard's laying 13. Fuck after Brown's performance. I don't know. It's Harvard it. look good too, <laughs> but that's a rivalry game. You almost feel like it's a come down spot. I think, I, I think I'm going to go. I think I lean Harvard. What are you doing here? I think I'd take the points with Brown there. Okay. Okay. Well, look folks, we're going to be talking about these on Thursday. All right. But we got college football games, FCS, by the way, do yourselves a favor, schedule more weekday games, please. All right. Uh, folks, we'll be back. Check out the sports gambling podcast. They cover all the NFL action. And uh, yeah, if you're an NFL, yeah, you got to check it out. All right. Also, we do a fantasy football show for college football, uh, the or a DFS show essentially on the college football experience. So check that out as well. Get the SGPN app in the app store and Google play store. It's free to download. We're not trying to take your money and come talk FCS college football with us in the discord sports gambling podcast.com slash discord until next time, folks, this is the FCS college football experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.